Hey there, people of the interwebs. My name is Brandon Noel. Thank you for joining us on uh, this week's episode of The Bookies. This week we're uh, reading and discussing Magic by Angie Sage. Um, you know, this is a really fun, all-family kind of kind of book. If your kids, you know, maybe you've read the Harry Potter series and your kids want more, this is a really good book to, to kind of, you know, read as a family. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, I'm looking right now on Google Play. This isn't an ad. We have no affiliation, but as I always pull up the book information when recording the intros. And right now on Google Play, it is available as an audiobook for $4.99. That's a really good deal. Um, I paid a lot more for my audiobook version of Magic. As some of you know who've been listening a long time, I'm dyslexic. And as a way to keep up with all the other heavy, hardcore readers in the Bookies podcast, I always get the audio version of the book, so I just kind of keep up. Otherwise, I'd still be reading, you know, it, it takes me a long time as a dyslexic to actually just sit down and read a book for pleasure or fun. So if I'm just keeping up with the podcast, I do get the audio versions. Um, and that's a really good deal. Uh, this is part of the uh, Septimus Heap book, um, number one, Magic. Really fun. Um, I can actually remember exactly where I was when I was listening to the, the book. Um, at my old job, so this is this is a really fun one. Um, hope you enjoy this this week's episode. Uh, please like, subscribe. Um, you know that that really does help. Comment on if you're listening to this on iTunes. Um, you know, uh, feel for, uh, if if you want to support us, support this podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash destiny comics. And both destiny and comics are capitalized. And comics is spelled with an X. Because I'm dyslexic. No, I, I kid. Because I'm a 90s kid. And everything's extreme. Um, believe me. Nine years ago, I thought that was a really good idea as marketing. Now I'm kind of stuck with the URL. So, um, destinycomics.com with an X. Um, or you can go to patreon.com slash destiny comics. You know, and, and for the Patreon, all we're asking for is a, um, a, a dollar, a dollar a month. That's, it's called a, you know, put a dollar in the hat. That's, that's it. And everything's, um, you get the podcasts, you get the, um, the video, art videos, you get, access to all kinds of cool posts and stuff like that. Um, if you you don't want to do that and you want to support us another way, you can always go to squareup.com slash store slash Destiny Comics um, and, and buy a book. Uh, or you can go to Destiny Comics and go to our store from there. Uh, DestinyComics.com 8-Bit uh, Pulp is a series of short stories that most of the contributors of this podcast actually helped and wrote and edited. Um, so there's there's a lot of great short stories in those volumes that you can just, you know, pick up. And um, it really does help and support us. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for your time. Uh, I hope you enjoy this week's episode of um, uh, The Bookies. You know, Magic by... Uh, 
Angie uh, Angie Sage. Again, really fun book. Hope you're going to enjoy this one. Hope you enjoyed this one. Please read along with us. Sorry. Oh, that's right. Uh, we are the Bookies. Welcome to the uh, Bookies podcast. I'm Brandon Noel. Wayne Abraham. David McFarland. Justin Stallard. Bonnie Stallard. Maylene Noel. And we are the Bookies. This month we are reading and discussing uh, magic. Uh, By Angie Sage. Andy Sage. Angie. Angie Sage. Septimus Heap. Septimus Heap, book one. So, uh, Justin, this was your book. You want to give us a quick plot breakdown? And um, well, I just uh, let me borrow your book real quick, Mike. Uh, Mike uh, David, sorry about that. Um, I uh, heard, I read a, a little synopsis just in passing one day, and it sounded like it was fun. So, I, I it was a book I hadn't read yet, but basically. Um, Septimus Heap is the seventh son of a seventh son and they're supposed to be super magical and he gets stolen and supposed to be apprenticed to the dark wizard and gets mixed up and all this and that and, um, I'm not very good at doing synopsis but Surprisingly, you don't actually meet Septimus. You don't really, you don't really, really officially meet Septimus until, until the like the, the last, last two chapters of the book. You find out who he really is. I know who he was. Yeah, yeah. we all figured it out. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. nobody coughed in this book. Right? So, but it's it is a young reader's book. It is so a young reader's book. You know, maybe it if was, I was, you know, it was a, a uh, it, it, it's, it's like a good, and easy read, but not too easy. You know, there 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 were a couple of words in there. I'm thinking, oh, I forgot the word. I forgot it now. Oh, who knows? Anyway, but yeah. it, you know, there were some words in there. Uh, a, a couple words that you'd have to use a dictionary because he, um, even I didn't know about it. But um, yeah, so that's. Nice magic, magical, nice magical thing, and and uh, the Harry Potter esque, Harry Potter esque. Except that it's not in our world at all. Like you know, you know, and uh, the the wizards, the good wizards don't kill people, and the necromancers, they're wizards that do kill people. Is what I what I, what I, understood. I I never understood. It's a little more complicated. Yeah, than that. a little more complicated. But yeah, so. All right. Well, it's your book, so tell us what you so, liked. Yeah. Yeah. Start um, us off. Well, I I have to admit, I, I, it took me a little while to get into it. I, I I've been having that trouble with a lot of books lately, but. Silence your phone, Dave. Oh, David. Naughty, naughty. Got a message. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> 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 They're all here. <laughs> 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 <We're getting laughs> um, there were a lot of characters I really enjoyed. Uh, some of the characters are very short-lived. I really enjoyed the uh, shield bug. Oh, yeah. They were a lot of fun, I thought. Well, they only give character to one of them. The rest of yeah. them are uniform. You know, the, 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 uh, yeah, you but know. I like the idea of them. <laughs> exactly, the idea of the shield bugs. Uh, I just imagine any time they have shield bugs attached, I'm going, da-da-da-da, <laughs> In my head, that's what we they do. We kind of do that because they screech. Yeah, yeah. But I, I kind of felt uh, bad that, that in general they didn't last very long. But <laughs> the, uh, get more bugs. Yeah. yeah. 
the the boy 412 uh, his character once he started speaking <laughs> and having conversations I, I, I got to like him a lot um, not that he was a crybaby <laughs> um, I don't know but uh, the, the, the fact that uh, Marsha kept taking over uh, Aunt Zelda's desk and changing her pins <laughs> and and things like that I thought was kind of funny and apparently there's in this your guys' book there's a letter, letter between wanting her pins back and, <laughs> and where's my book or something like that because she took one of her cookbooks and changed it into a Septimus's apprentice that's right uh, thing so she's yeah. probably be wanting her cookbook back too you know, there's a whole bunch of scribbles and notes and drawings and yeah mm-hmm. and, and uh, things for cab- a recipe for cabbage stew and yeah and a bunch of stuff that Marsha didn't like anyway so she right. thought it was a waste of time and a waste of paper fine <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I like I like the wizard's tower and um, I like the fact that the stairs, because all yes. the power by the wizards, just moved on their own like an escalator, but mm-hmm. magically. And I loved that the singing necromancer had to walk all the way to the top because he kicked all the wizards out and didn't have power to move, make the stairs work. But I love the description of the tower. Like, you walk in and there's this just the floor, how it's like a million different colors of sand is what it looks like, but it's a solid floor and things like that. Um, I like... I liked the characters. You know, I liked um, Sally, the the lady who owned the... Uh, Sally Mullins. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, uh, she owns the... Ellen T. Shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I liked... <laughs> I thought it was great that the, the younger boys didn't want to leave the forest. There's all these pretty girl witches here. Why would they, they like, go... They go, like, why all these built their little fort and they're just living in the forest like wild boys. I'm I like, did. It didn't say it in the book, mm-hmm. but I imagine them like the war pay. Right? You can tell them like the lost boys. They're <laughs> like, forget this. We're not going to grow up. We're going to be wild. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. And on top of it, like, they finally found their own... Like, that's literally them finding their tribe. Right. Like, it was, it was I fun. I looked at it differently because it said in there that the people were trapped by the by the witches in the forest and I think the witches trapped the kids there no because they respected the the heaps there was a there was a they didn't they didn't force them there's a line by the narrator that like um, young wizard boys you know like they and girls were coming by like like they flirting and they stayed there were girls to flirt with they weren't stuck in these horrible um, you know tunnels anymore and I thought that was interesting too just the description of the the, the castle and the, all the different oh and I love the ghosts oh yes. the ghosts were fantastic there was so much the fun. hole in the bar the yeah the hole in the bar yeah I loved that it awesome. that was great um it's I think we're going to have some problems with Simon. Is that the oldest boy? I think yeah. we're going to have some problems with him later in the books. I'm feeling. He's but probably going to be a, a jealous type. He's already jealous by the end yeah. of the book. He was jealous. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to have some problems with him. But the few scenes we got with him, I kept thinking, come on, you little brat. <laughs> he's going to be like Percy in Harry yeah. Potter. Yeah. Maybe by the end he'll come around. Like he's going to disown his family for a while. Mm. Kind of a thing. And I get that feeling. But like, I, I, this is the first time. First book and I don't you know I've never read it before. It's just a sense you get. It's yeah. just a sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. So There'll probably be something with <laughs> with him saving Septimus. Yeah, maybe. 
But um, the boat. Oh, the, oh, the dragon, dragon, dragon oh. boat. I was like, oh, I want to ride that. <laughs> I, I like the, the, the thing, you know, the connection between it and the princess. Of course, we like, I like the princess. You know, you can go to Castle Park and ride. The you know what? That's not the same thing. I know. I want to ride it's that one. definitely you know? not the same thing. I know we got the same thing. That's as close as you probably don't I like, boats aren't supposed to fly. And I'm like, this is a dragon. This is a dragon. This is awesome. Um, I like that we got some history that you know too. It just it was, it was there was some really neat stuff. That scene actually made me tear up. That the was a great th- scene when you get the whole dragon's history mm-hmm. and perspective mm-hmm. of the dragon and and he's right, right. I, I felt that the the assassin guy or not the the, the, hunter. the hunter guy, not the assassin, the hunter guy was well written. Um, you know he was. He was, you know, formidable and scary, was, and, and, and his ending was fantastic. His ending was fantastic. Um, so, the, yeah. The fact that the little so. shield bug wound up finding him in the end. And chasing <laughs> around with a foon. <laughs> but, all right. Okay. I'll, I'm, I'm done. Let other people share good stuff, too. Well, I think my favorite parts of the book were mostly, like, the different characters. I, like, I think my favorite character was that Zelda, because <laughs> she was just, like... She makes me think of the aunt that she loves you, but at the same time, almost sometimes feels put out by having to, you know, oh, now i got to cook for all these people, da 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 you know, regardless of what she cooks, you know. And she's kind of like... She's like an old hermit. Yeah, she's... And when people come, she's put upon, but you get the feeling she kind of is okay with that. Like, mm-hmm. she's okay with being the one... She's an old hermit, you know, bag lady hoarder. <laughs> So, yeah, but... Well, there was room. She wasn't a hoarder. But, you know, that's why I think that was kind of funny about her, is that she's trying to go about her business, but she's just like, okay, well, get in here, I'll take care of you. Oh, why would you do something stupid like that? Like, well, wasn't know? there something in there mentioning that the cottage draws lost people to Yeah, her. she takes care of, you know... Yeah, but she... she, 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 she I think she adopts like, people as projects, takes I, care of them, I and think sends them on their way. But she also... Like, one at a time. Yeah, not, not like, you know, five or six people yeah. or whatever. It's more like, okay, well, come on, I'll take care of you kind of thing, you know. So mm-hmm. I think I just like her personality overall. I thought she was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also really enjoyed Alter. I like Alter. Yeah. is pretty cool. I felt bad that I did like, it was one of those things where I felt bad, but at the same time I, I liked that they had this. The fact that he could only go where he went in life, like I like that. I did too. As a restriction, like mm-hmm. oh wow, that made things interesting, and that's why he you know could he couldn't go in the girls' bathroom. Go in the girls' bathroom. The woman's bathroom. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> that always makes sense why he could, because otherwise he could just hear everything they talk about. It was about. neat though mm-hmm. that they were able to make it where he's in his boat. His boat can go other places, but as long as he's in his boat, he can go where the boat goes. Yeah. yeah. Because so, if he didn't, but if he stepped off the boat, yeah. he goes back to the castle. Yeah. So that was so pretty that, cool. That was a nice mm-hmm. touch. Um, <coughs> I'm trying to think of what else. Um, mostly, I really enjoyed how easy it was to be. Like, it was. It wasn't like I had to sit there and struggle through scenes, like, oh, this is taking forever to read, you know. Um, which I didn't. wasn't sure if that would be the case because the physical copy of the book is over 500 pages. 
Yeah. And yeah. so longer than I expected. And so when reading it, I was like, oh, like when I, before I started actually reading it, I was like, oh, great, there's going to be times where I could tell I'm going to struggle through this, and I'm not going to want to read, just, even if it's a good story, I'm going to have to struggle through these parts. But it was actually fairly easy. I mean, <laughs> at one point I had set a goal of reading 36 pages a day for myself, and I actually got through it pretty quickly doing that. Like, it wasn't like... I, and sometimes I even read more because I would always read to the end of whatever chapter I was on. Right? I just took mine to work. So, <laughs> <laughs> but when, I, when I had to go to the bathroom, well, bring my book. <laughs> so, and so it was very easy to get through it. You know, that's uh, I think that's what I appreciate about it as a book is that I didn't try to like. In my opinion, you didn't try to overcomplicate things. Like, no, it was yeah. an easier so, read. Yeah. That's what I want to say. I think she probably made it so people would be comparing it to Harry Potter. Maybe, yeah. Well, it depends um, on when this came well, out. Well, it did came out, come out after Harry Potter, because look, it says, uh, on the back... Actually, copyright 2005. Yeah, 2005. And also, there's a review from Kirkus Reviews that says, heads up, Harry, there's a new young wizard on his way up. Oh. So, it, it came after Harry Potter. So I think Harry's going to be just behind. <laughs> I know. I think he'll be just <laughs> We're not worried. <laughs> He's not shaking in his wizard robes. No. Um, so, my favorite character, favorite thing from the book, by far, is Stanley the message rat. <laughs> I love Stanley the message rat. Um, first off, the idea of message rats and that whole thing mm-hmm. beautifully well handled. I loved him at the beginning, and then I get irritated with him, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I like the idea of like... I, I love the idea of the message rats. The, the message rats, and then like him having dinner with them. Like, you know, most people don't let me talk. Like, this is awesome. Like, I get to the... Mm-hmm. And, 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 um, you know, he was a fully fledged character because he was uh, dutifully uh, honor bound and very professional in, mm-hmm. in his job. He was. But at the same time, he was conflicted because he knew, like, this message did not come from their father. He right. And I felt like that's where I was like, well, I felt like he because there was the new rats and things weren't quite right that he would have held to the old way and maybe just given them a heads up. Mm-hmm. He should have. He, he should have. have. And I kind of was not happy with him about that. But, 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 he, but even his wife, we only see her in a, what, like one scene? One scene. But she was, and the, the guy with the donkey, he was fully fledged too. Like, well-written character. You get a lot from him in the scene you have with him. Um, Crazy <laughs> rat guy. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Jack. Mad Jack, yeah. Like, you know, so you have these characters that are, yeah, you know, small characters, but. So I absolutely love Stanley, and there's there's some moments of real genius in this book. There really Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. But uh, that that was my favorite favorite character. I like the boggart. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it just wanted to do its thing and be left alone. It kept having to do these other things and go out in the daylight. Go out mm-hmm. in the daylight and all that kind of stuff. But it did what it needed to do to get the job done. Mm-hmm. So and did a good job. And it did a good job. And you survived because I was worried there for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like the, the message rats as well. Uh, I liked the way that 
the castle, the town was set up, uh, the all of the tunnels with the houses and stuff, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning of the book, you know, all the colorful doors and yeah, and all this type of stuff. Kind of you know. sad, you know, when it's not like that anymore. But yeah, the and setup, it's great. You know, then the wrong people get in charge, and you know, yeah, the typical drama. Yeah, well, the, yeah. there's also like heavy <coughs> allusions, like persecuted Jews. At least that's um, what I got. Yeah, with yes. the, the persecuted wizards who yeah. originally were, you know, good and in charge, and at least their tower was still working until the necromancer shows up. Yeah. Mm. But you know, it, it was the the hunter was, as I said before, very well written character. Probably the hunter overall was. I think more intense and frightening than the necromancer was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The necromancer seemed kind of silly. He, he was, was, he was bad, petulant. but he was kind of silly. Yeah. He wasn't. We'll yeah. He wasn't. So. But but. Yeah. He just wasn't. For all his waiting and stuff, he wasn't as scary as he should have been. Maybe, but the hunter of, was. He reminded me of the guy from. Uh, Princess Bride, the little short dude, the Sicilian. Inconceivable! Oh, he, he seemed mm-hmm. to have that kind of manner to him, you know. Yeah. So, I, but, uh, I, I enjoyed the book, and it was, uh, once I, once I got into it, uh, it was about, about, Chapter eleven that I really got hooked. That that's where the story really picked up, started flowing. You after, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when the hunter appeared and was on their tri- on their trail. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there was good stuff prior like to that to that happened. On the trash Dog freaking out of the tunnel. <laughs> yep. The dog was another fun character. Oh, Maxine. the cat. Who was turned into a duck? Yeah, yeah. The cat. I love that. The duck stepped out, but that was one of her favorite characters too. Yeah, I love that. That was alright. I thought thought that was fun because I well I like cats, but I just I thought that was fun. But it it got turned into a duck and it didn't want to be turned back. Yeah, which I thought was hilarious. But yeah, we were just talking about the pet duck, the cat. Yeah, Bert. Bert. So, you got um, the floor now. I like the like? fact that <laughs> Clive Barker thought this book was marvelous. <laughs> right on the front cover, Clive Barker, marvelous. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. That's right. Um, I just thought that I thought that was pretty cool that that he read it. Um, I like all the illustrations on each chapter. You wouldn't think Clive this would be a Clive Barker read. You really wouldn't. <laughs> Like each chapter yeah. had an illustration, and they're really nice ones. Yeah, too. they're really they're nice. nice. I really liked them. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say my my favorite he character was the hunter. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought he kind of got a, a raw deal. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> did, but it was kind of funny. It was funny, but at the same time, I was like, he really was just doing his job. No, yeah. it just kind of it kind of made me upset a little bit because even though Anzelda is supposed to be good. 
what she did to the guy is kind of worse than death, in my opinion, making him the, the stupid buffoon who's mm. being chased around and everything. And to me, that's not good, in a sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're basically making people's history. Like, yeah, you, know you basically I mean, so. erased who he yeah. was, period. And I, guess I, you I thought that, that to me is like a like a, a spiteful revenge and definitely not a good thing. Now, I could have seen him being like, okay, forget that you know where this place is at and that way he'll never be able to find him here. But right. completely erasing who he was is is basically killing him. And that's what they're not supposed to be doing as a good person is killing him. And I think they killed him in a different way. Yeah. Um, let me see. Well, I liked... I didn't really like Maxie, but we'll get to that back later. <laughs> um, there was just a little couple of discrepancies in the book that, we'll, again, we'll discuss later. Um, I like the message rat. The message rat was, was pretty neat. Um, but I have to say, after the hunter, I like Alther. Yeah, Alther. Alther the ghost mm-hmm. and yeah. all the, the little things that he could do. <laughs> yeah. Like put out the fire and make... Make yeah. Dom Daniel's hat too big. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Just, just, just a half-sized yeah. 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 half-sized They would be like going over his head. When it's like, come back, my head has been shrinking. shrinking. <laughs> <laughs> Loosening all the table legs and chairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just what he could do just, just to be an annoyance. Just messing with yeah. his day as best he can. Like, look, I have a limited amount of things I can do. I'm going to do what I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. you know, like the canopy on his bed just hanging by a thread. <laughs> yep. Um, let me see. Yeah, but yeah, I'd have to say the hunter was the best. It, it seems like he was... A, I agree that he was a little bit more intense than even Dom Daniel was. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dom Daniel, to me, seemed kind of like the... Yeah, he may be an evil wizard, but he seems kind of silly. Mm-hmm. And... Mm, I liked Marsha. She seems kind of like the the rich wizard lady... <laughs> she has power, yeah. And I like the the fact that her and Zelda were kind of butting heads what because it's like it's like the rich, clean lady who's organized versus the the bag lady hoarder, who, <laughs> and they're just kind of like complete opposites and butting heads. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, he said, I love. Um, I love the letter at the, the end. The letters at the end. Yeah. I know some people couldn't read it because they had the digital copy, but. Yeah. Um, I love the like. She, she left her pen in the attic at, where they were sleeping. At one and she point. wanted her pen back. <laughs> so she's asking Zelda for the pen back, and Zelda sends it back along with an old dirty toothbrush. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then Marsha sends it back, the toothbrush back, and this is not mine. Yeah, and oh, thanks for the scratches in my pen, kind of <laughs> thing. And it basically devolves, gets to the point where Aunt Zelda stops writing to her and just writes exclusively to Septimus. Yeah. Hey, Septimus, how are you doing? Yeah. And, so, and then <laughs> she gets a reply, not from Marsha, but from Septimus. Like, ah! Oh, I'm doing oh, great. And Marsha just stops sending your letters altogether. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Now, I also like how they um, describe spells, like the extraordinary wizard versus the ordinary <laughs> wizard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just the basic spells where they kind of put it into the title. 
yeah. so you know what they're doing. Yeah. Mm. No. The unseen. Yeah. Okay. Basically, for an invisibility spell. Yeah. I do kind of like the fact that if my invisibility spell is slightly different than yours. We can't. We can't see each other, yeah. even if we're both unseen. Yeah. We both have same, same exact same spell. If we want to be able to see each other, I liked that yeah. too. I thought that was a good effect. Just the, just the ways that that they were taught how to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the other things I, I just remembered uh, that was uh, I liked is that they were the fact that they were able, uh, Zelda was able to save the other apprentice. Marin, uh, is that his name? Marin. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the book, it talks about well, his not even accepting Yeah, him. his he mother is out there all looking all for him. Right. So there's the a like chance that he can turn his life around and maybe reunite with his mother. Yeah. And his uh, name was Marin. Yeah, I, I liked that. And his mother was the one who swiped Septimus in the first place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But you get the impression that she didn't really want to. Yeah. So. Well, the the woman who picked him up at the end probably made her do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Things you didn't like? Um, there were a couple sections that didn't quite. I had to read them. You know, not big sections. You know, paragraphs. It didn't seem to word well. I'm not sure how to describe it. Well, very well. Didn't flow very well. I had to read it a couple times before. The, um, there's, there's a couple, yeah, where it's you know, like you don't even know exactly what's going on. Yeah, and I had to read a, a, a like what? I always, I always forget to make notes. <laughs> um, I, 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 the one section that comes to mind, is, I, I can't remember where it is, but it always, I think it gets boiled down to punctuation. You know, there, there was mm-hmm. some odd punctuation going on. So Run-ons or something. So, yeah, so it, it, well, she is from England. <laughs> but uh, we've read books from English authors and not yeah. had that issue. But uh, what else? It, it, in the beginning, for me, it was a little slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it took a while to it, really. It, get it took up. a little while. There was some that. important things you needed to know, but it wasn't yeah. as exciting as it could have been. But uh, to start off with, yeah, I can see that. But that's, that's the only thing that comes to mind at the moment. Probably chime in a little bit. Right. Well, before I get something I don't like, I just thought of something that I, that I thought was humorous. That big, like, anaconda snake. Huh? Yeah. They got frozen in the ice, wrapped around, and Zelda's you know, like, little the island, and they could only... Toward the right all the time. <laughs> yeah, it could only go one direction for a while, and it finally, like, managed to... You know, like it was out of alignment. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> but even then, it still would like veer. I thought that was, it was just a fun little, you know, side thing that wasn't necessarily super important, but it was entertainment for the kids as they're wintering there. You know, because there was time that passed. At first, you know, once the big rush to escape and everybody's following them and stuff, and you're thinking. Okay, this is gonna be one of those non-stop books where we don't get to stop and breathe, you know? Yeah, and then and then the big snow hit and nobody could go anywhere, and you're like, okay, so now we have some time for the characters to grow and and get to know each other better and have a little development time, a little downtime, a little preparing time, which I think is important, and you know, a lot a lot of a lot of young adult or young readers. Books these days don't allow for that. I've noticed that it's kind of become a little irritating, irritating to me. 
a little bit of an irritant on some of them, but um, this you one... You never get to really dive into the characters. Right, and I felt that these characters were really well developed and you got to have a little time with them and that was a really good thing. Um, and they needed that time to get to know each other. You, you, know, you don't really get to know someone that well when you're just all running for your life. Not really. Mm. You know, um, I... Marsha, whatever her name is, purple snake, the extraordinary extraordinary wizard. I liked her, but she irritated me a little too. At the same time, like I can't really pinpoint one specific thing about her that just kind of. But she's very egotistical. Very, she was, and she's a grown-up Hermione. Hermione's nicer. No, well, I mean, she had her nice points. Like, she did. Mm. Um, I thought it, she deserved for him to say no at first when he first, she first asked him to be her apprentice because, I, you know, I don't think she'd ever been told no in her life. I agree. <laughs> you, know? So, you know, she was a big shock and she didn't quite understand. I mean, we understood as the readers mm. why. But, you know, I think she kind of deserved that a little bit. I mean, at the end, of course, you know, he's going to apprentice to her. And... and and I can understand how she might be a little standoffish of the heaps because she took Father Heaps' spot, as it were. Yeah. You know, um, but he made that choice. He wanted to be with his family more. He made, you know, he made that decision. And so you're like, okay, you know, we could see why, you know, she should have just let it go a little bit, you know. <laughs> I know he kind of didn't let it go a little bit because there was that part of him that even though he made a choice and he loves his family, there was a part of him that was like, well, that could have been me, you know. Yeah. But I could get that, you know, yeah. but there's a decision that was made and he's still overall is happy with his decision. But I think she maybe on her side she, there was a little too much of a, a deal about it, you know. There is, but also he, he was a slacker. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and she didn't understand him and I didn't think that that, I, I, you know. Yeah. But... It is what it is. Um, I also think that she was feeling a little jealous that he could see um, or was still friends with Arthur. Arthur. And, and yeah, she's yeah. like, hey, he's my, you know, well, no, not just yours. He yeah. was my... First, yeah. <laughs> I was his but, apprentice. So right. Was I. Yeah. So They're contemporary equals in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, they have a little bit of a you know, book. rivalry mm-hmm. maybe there, but... Um, I I don't know. I feel like, um, and I guess I'll have to read the next few books and see, but um, like I feel like they kind of got rid of the necromancer. Like it seems like he's done. He's gone. Mm-hmm. And yet it feels like that was too they, easy. They sent him back like a banish. So, so I'm like... Banished him back to the netherworld. No, no. Oh, I understood he's in the he's ship. In the ship, in the mud, in the swamp. In the mud. Oh, okay. They, they sent That's him back where to where he, got where he was. Too. Yeah was back to the event. So, I didn't get that at all. And so I, so I feel like, okay, he's still dying in the mud, but he's kind of dead, so are we going to see him again? What's the, I don't know. Um, so I don't know. There's a few little things that it's like, well, I, I don't know that it was explained that well, or maybe you know, maybe it's something we're going to see later, like the stone <coughs> that our little princess gave to Septimus, that they wanted to eventually turn him into a pet rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something special. There's going to be something that, special right? about that rock. Yeah. But it didn't come out in this book. So now I'm like, well, I feel like that was a within. What was, what was Pet Rock's last name? Trelawney. Trelawney. What was so funny about that, though? I, I don't know. 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 I don't know
Yeah. Okay, because I saw Pet Rock and I'm going. Pet Rock. Yeah. Pet Rock. Yeah. For long. long. Yeah. And I'm thinking like. Okay, it might be a. I, uh, I, I don't know. Here? It might be a British thing. I'm not yet, but. There's Professor Trelawney from yeah. Harry Potter, but yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Maylene, what didn't you like? Well, as I was kind of telling Bonnie earlier, most of my complaints, and there are a few, boil down to one of like two or three things. And that's a, for one of the things that bother me is that I felt like the big baddie wasn't really the big baddie. Like you guys said earlier, the hunter was more fierce and intimidating than Dom Daniel was. Yeah. Uh, there were times where he was almost buffoonish with the, his hat coming down over. I mean, we, we know well, why. Well, yeah, but that was awesome. Time, it needed to be that way. It felt like that was him the entire time, though. He did. He sent out the hunter and his assistant to go get him. He spent most of his time waiting, and he didn't really. We saw very little preparation on his we part. Didn't see much of him at all. Yeah, not really. And to, even the epic battle, which I'll get to that in a minute. Um, just before that happened. He's like, oh, they find out that, oh, the um, apprentice has found him. He doesn't even go and talk to the apprentice before he tries to make a big show of it. Like, oh, hey, Marsha, guess what? My apprentice is going to tell you and me at the same time. He's expecting you know, people to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, but... Because he's used to things happening he, that way. But I'm just saying, if you were... If that's what it is, I would still talk to the apprentice before I'm like, okay, what exactly happened? Tell me... So I know, and he ends up making himself look like a bigger fool because he didn't vet the stuff before, you know. Right. No, I can see that, but I know, I've known people who, they want so badly to gloat and hold it over people and rub things in their faces that they don't take the time to do that. Yeah, but that's, I don't know. That's it's it's not you. That I mean, means it's not me. Weaker. That means him weaker, in my opinion. The fact he's, that, he's, he's yeah, but Dr. Doom can do that because he's actually killed a lot of people. Right, we are told throughout this whole book that Don Daniel is scary. We have never seen him scary. Well, I mean, the only time he was scary is when he called up all that water and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty. That scary. was yeah. That's like big wood. But the second, so it's like um, stuff like that. Certain characters, I felt a lot of water will kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like no, also they didn't because they were riding their boats like surfboards. I was quoting Jumanji. I'll say, but also, I just, I just felt like a lot of characters weren't developed as much as they could have been. I mean, Silas was a good character, but then he disappears in the hole in the wall, and we don't see him really again until the end. And Ulster's like, oh, the one one scene I had problem with with Ulster was uh, uh, when Aunt Zelda comes out, like, hey, sees him in the boat, and says, hey, what happened? And he's like, oh, that's a long story. And then it doesn't take a full page to explain what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a long story. Yeah, you that's had, a short story. Yeah, you had, <laughs> like, maybe, because yeah. on the page it was like from here to here, but like he had maybe a page of explanation, maybe if that, right. and yeah. that's not a long story. That was the only author scene that I didn't like. I'm like, make a long story short, <laughs> too late, you know. <laughs> and so stuff like that. Like I said, um, the and then the epic battle scene. I felt like, oh, when I first started reading the epic scene with the, them on the dragon. Okay, great, here we go. There's this big scene, and this kind of fits in with another problem I have. That I felt like it ended too soon. And, like, there wasn't this great battle that I was expecting. And I felt like, on my part, even though there's some amazing moments and some amazing visuals I'm getting in this book, I felt like at several times, Andrew Sage just rushed through at things and made things a little too easy. 
Like, that wasn't the epic battle scene. There's no consequence in this book. Yeah. There's, there's there, none. The only consequence I can think of is when the Bogart got shot. And like, even then, at the end of the book, he's like, well, I'm going back to the mud. Tired of all like, the clean. Like, every, a lot of things just seem way too easy, in a sense. And the fact that, like, when they come up under the trap door, door and they see that the hunter's there, and it's, oh, no, I, I took care of him off screen. Don't worry. I took care of him when you guys were here. It's like, we never got to see the, the hunter. We never got to see Frozen. Like, that was so, okay, well, that's taken care of. Okay, that was easy. Okay, let's easily make him a buffoon and send him on his way. That was totally like, okay, I get it. I didn't like that. Okay, I didn't like either. I could, yeah, things were way, some things, not everything, not everything I'm saying. I'm just saying there's some things that were a little too easy that she just wrote off. That I'm like, okay, well. Well, she was focusing, I can see why she did. She was focusing more on the kids, so the things that the adults did. Well, yeah. Which I could get, because she's writing for the kids. She wants the kids to be more interested in what the kids, because kids are going to be more interested in what but the kids do. Yeah. she's writing for the kids, right. why does she give us that incredible moment with, um, the father, um, Silas. Silas, sneaking back into the castle as a in having yeah. to clean out his own bedroom. I that, loved that. That scene that is awesome. And I thought, okay, here we go. Here's yeah. our B plot. Yeah. Our B plot plot is father spy. He's in the castle, yeah. undercover, trying to rescue his son. And he gets trapped in an old tavern. Yeah. He gets trapped in an old tavern. We never even, like, they said, it's right there. It's right there. I just we don't even get the confrontation between him and the guard yeah. that opened the book. Yeah. Like, they have issues with each other. Their yeah. kids are in love. They need to talk this out. We never get anything with them. I just feel like maybe... Maybe in book two. Maybe. I mean, I know this is part of a series, and uh, one of my issues is there are several loose threads of the books. Okay, I get maybe book two, three, whatever. Some of those loose ends might get tied up. So Mm -hmm. some of the loose ends, like Rock, I'm willing to let go, because maybe... Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll come back. So some of the loose threads don't bother me that much, because like I said, we could, if we decide to read further, find out what happens to some of the stuff. So... But still, I'm like, I, I said, I just feel like in this book, I feel like it could have done with one or two more go-throughs. Because some things were just a little, in my opinion, like too rushed and too, like, not enough time was spent on certain things. And well, this was her first novel. I, it was her first novel, but at the same time, I just, I feel like some things were a little too easy. And I, I get it, it's not going to be perfect, I mean... There are very few. I will look at put. Twilight. Oh no 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 no! no, no, no. no. I will communicate even the book. Let me bring that up again. But um, perfect was overused in that book. Yeah. We're not going there. Adonis. Adonis. Oh god. But um, not as bad as perfect though. Perfect was like a thousand times in that book. I wanted to beat her with a sword. The sword. But, but yeah. I mean, I get it. She, you know, you no book. I mean, there are very few books yeah. that I would put in as the perfect book category. Mm-hmm. Right. Very few. But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like it could have gone with one or two more lookovers and just the fact that some things not everything obviously some things were just felt a little too easy mm-hmm. for me and uh, the only other the only other thing that I would probably bring up is the fact that you know like with the ship like how did it uh, so stumbling upon it was not that's a day of machina yeah. And this book has a lot of that. So, and but I mean... If, if they had set up the myth of the dragon boat earlier in the book, that would have been a great payoff. Yeah. 
but where they stumble upon it and then we're given the backstory by the narrator. Um, I would have liked to have had that seeded throughout the book before. There were some hints that there was something more. Mm-hmm. And we knew that she was supposed to be taken there later in the summer. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to go midsummer. Mm-hmm. So Zelda was like, there, you know, I had already mentioned that there's a special place I want to take you, you know, a special time of the year. So we knew the queens had come. We, we knew some of it. We didn't know why. Yeah. Yeah. So then it explained it. So there was a little setup, but I, I agree there could have been more. But how much exposition does she want to give away too soon, you know? No, that's so I, so I didn't have a, one at all. You know, mm. I don't know. It depends but on how I mean, much important it is later. But, but some of the, the stuff didn't, I mean, it didn't really ruin the book for me or anything. I did like the book overall. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, like I said, uh, I think for me, it it was enjoyable to read. I just felt there were some things that I would have liked better explained or maybe better, you know, not not better written because you wrote pretty well, just better thought through, Mm -hmm. as it were. More polished? More polished, yeah, just... Yeah. So. Right. Oh, and I thought the big snake. Sorry, thought the big snake was gonna be have to do with the ring. I thought, because you know the ring is the what dragon. dragon. The ring. Mm-hmm. I thought that was gonna be some connection honestly, oh. between that and the snake. I didn't think about that. You know how I was like going around, mm-hmm. and I thought. But I mean, it, it's okay if it's not. I just thought it would. Be, you know, so I like that thing with the snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, like my my two problems. I have two kind of problems with the book. One is the rules of the universe are not really ever fully explained. Like, okay, do you need a silver bullet to kill a queen? I we were showed two silver bullets. Is that with names on them? With names on them. Especially, apparently, a silver bullet is imbued to it will. Always find a named bullet will always find find a target. But does it have to be silver? Is there some magical reason that we have to have a silver bullet? Maybe we find out later. Maybe Maybe we we never find out. Yeah. But like there's a lot of stuff like that. Like, okay, halfway through the book, we're or two thirds away, we're finally told, No, no, no. We can't cause any physical harm with magic. I'm sorry, that's not the rules you've established earlier because you've already done physical harm with magic. The lightning flash with the assassin. Lightning flash with the assassin or even the... Um, I talked to a co-worker about this because this really bugged me. When After they get off the island with the hunter, um, she goes, oh, I really shouldn't do this, but dive. And then the hunter gets up and jumps off the boat. Excuse me. You have the power to temporarily take mental control of your opponents, and we're not using this ever again. And we're never going to address the fact that you could just have your opponent turn around and walk away. <laughs> we, we 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 we're never going to address this. No, um, apparently not. So like, I don't even remember that scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's like Chase Marsha did. Yeah, Marsha did when they were hiding. Did, did it to the hunter and made yeah. him dive into the water. I mean, I think. If she had just said, oh, well, is it that she shouldn't do it because it's a written rule, or is it just frowned upon? I, <laughs> I need to know. I need to know those kind of things. I get that. Um, or, like... Of course, you guys have to realize that I read this book, like, way early. Way early. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Um, 
or because we were given the whole no harm later on. Physical harm. Physical harm. So I'm sitting there early on for half this book going, why don't you have the bad guy kill himself? <laughs> but then we're told later, much later, okay, that's why. But then again, we're not given the explicit physical harm. So it was fine to play with the hunter's mind because that wasn't physical harm. That right. was just mental harm. Mental That's harm. mental harm. I, had, I did not like that at all because it, it was the worst way to deal with... It, it almost felt like um, in Batman Begins, uh, that moment when uh, Batman is looking at Rachel Ghoul and he goes, I'm not going to kill you. But I don't have to save you, and then jumps off the thing mm-hmm. and lets Rachel Gould die. Going, no, that's a loophole. You have effectively loophole your way into murder. Batman is a murderer in that that scene, and he, he, he loopholed his way into murder. And so that is how this felt to me. Like, why you're going to neuralize this guy? But even with the men in black, when they neuralize you, they usually leave you better off than when you work. You know, they, they, they took all the confidence and all the, the, the years of training away from this man. Who they, was... They could have made him a knight in shining armor that helped them. Yeah. yeah. With all his skills, yeah. he could have helped them. Yeah. yeah. So, instead of making it funny, they could have made it into yeah. something that they needed. Mm-hmm. A guard, a, you know. Yeah, or like you said, the knight. You are the born protector of the princess. Instead of killing you know? the princess, like, <laughs> you're the complete opposite. Right, you're, yeah, yeah you're, you have sworn to oh. die for her, right? If necessary, All the training you have is solely so you can protect those little, you know, little yeah, queenly, as they call her. Yes. Yeah, not mm-hmm. to harm her, but to protect her from those who would harm her. You know? right. And also, here's the thing that, that bothered me. Um, where Dom Daniel doesn't take over the castle for 10 years there's a throwaway line in there the reason why is because he knows the queenling is somewhere in the castle okay does that there, mean there, there was, yeah, there's some sort of thing like is, is, does that mean if she's there he, he can't cannot be. enter yeah. for some yeah. reason because her blood somehow maybe that's why they need to throw over blood maybe she yeah. has a different kind of magic and we don't know and I yeah. feel like it will be explained later I feel like that's something that we're going to just yeah, find but, out later but well, how many books are there? nine, nine. <laughs> but if that yeah. is a plot point in book one it needs to be addressed in, in book one, one. I need to know why he can't enter that space. Is mm-hmm. he physically vulnerable? Can he be killed when he's in the presence of the Queenling? The why does he want? We're no. never given his motivation for wanting to kill the Queenling. Right, and if her presence affects him that much, then her presence on his boat should have affected him. I think it did. And I think it did too. I did, I, but I don't think he realized why. Because mm-hmm. I think it did affect him. Yeah, I well, think that made him a little more. Some of the reasons we find him not as scary on the scene that they're on the boat is probably because he's not quite as effective because she's there. And he's not sure why, and he's blaming everyone around him, whereas it's, it's her presence affecting him. But we don't know why her presence affects him. I agree. We're, we're never given all the rules of the world that we need to know. How does this operate? Mm-hmm. How does this no, take that's care a fair, That's a fair point. And then my other complaint is there are times where these fully fleshed out characters, fully realized characters, are all idiots. <laughs> Every single one of them has a moment of raw, pure stupidity. Yeah. And it's not funny. 
It's like undercuts the character. Like she falls for that trap, which was the dumbest thing ever. They actually sit there and go, this doesn't sound like him. Something sounds wrong. And then she uses the hours of midnight to teleport there. So I'm sitting there going, once again, wait a minute, you can teleport? We hopped on a boat and sailed all the way across here, yet you can teleport? You can bippity-boppity-boop that shit. And but can she teleport with other people? It never specifies. We're never given the rules. Yeah, yeah. And so she bippity-boppity-boops back to the bad guy's headquarters and is immediately taken hostage, even though she knew something was wrong. Like, everyone yeah. in this book is an idiot at one point or another. Absolutely. And even the queen, when they're floating by, she goes, oh, the rabbits were swimming. I saw them swimming. No, they were dead. They were floating in the water. Um, yeah. Like, every single person in this book is given a moment of stupidity that undercuts their character. And that drove me crazy. Because I would read a chapter and I'd be like, oh, this is amazing. And then the next chapter I'd be like, why the heck are you doing this to me? <laughs> so that was, that was my big problem. I enjoyed the book. <laughs> what can I say? I liked the book. Um, you had nothing bad to say about <laughs> it. They should have put recipes in the back. Ours does. <laughs> yeah, but that was extras after the, the initial <laughs> printing. Mine was didn't have the extras in it. Yeah, because I looked for the special edition. You oh, not enough. But um, no, I I enjoyed it. I um, the one of the things that got to me though was the changes in the wizards' warrens in the tunnels. You know, at the beginning, all of the passages had nifty names. All of the doors were painted in bright colors. And there at the end, everything was painted black. The doors had numbers. The passageways had numbers. You had this uh, army of young men. Young boy army or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the young boy army and things like that. And, you know, it was, it was very much, uh, very similar to kinds of changes and things that went on in Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the absolutely. Prior, prior, to, prior to World War II. And I guess very much like the Germans, the people are there and just kind of like, Oh well, this is you know this is the way things are. The changes right. were slow; it hadn't discommoded them yet, and you know anyway. It's and been a decade. I wasn't a wizard; they didn't come for me. <coughs> right? <coughs> wizards are still pretty much left alone. They're just second-class citizens now. Teased you know. because they're of their green eyes, and they don't teach magic anymore. Mm. But so you know, it just. To me, looking at the things that were happening added a very a much darker <coughs> tone to the book 
They didn't have a payout at the end. The, the bad guys showed up. And yet the characters in the book didn't seem to realize mm-hmm. that things were as dark as they were. Yeah. Right, the wizards, they weren't trying to hide, they weren't, you know, why but do their eyes turn green anyway, just because of magic, that's weird, I don't know. I like that. Idea. I liked that, but I felt like it wasn't explained. Uh, yeah, it wasn't explained well enough. Yeah, but you see, the, the wizard's eyes turned green, green. So the like witch's eyes turned blue. All okay, of, so the what color do people have naturally? Brown, or you know. The 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 princess like, right. yeah. the princess and her mother had purple eyes. <coughs> right. You know, so it's like I, I get that, that's cool. But I feel like there should have been a way to <coughs> to see. cover that up. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to hide, like there should be a way to you know I don't think this world wasn't ha- that isn't quite at eye contact or was it contact lens well, like, no, but I mean, like, magically. Why can't they disguise their eyes? Oh. Why can't, you know, if they're supposed to be, and why aren't they more in hiding? Everybody knows they're wizards. You know, there wasn't, you're right, they don't seem to know. They don't seem to know there's this dark foreboding hanging over their heads, this pending doom mm-hmm. that was obvious to me, and they're oblivious to it. No, I agree. And yeah. there's one thing that bothered me, if the necromancer who uses magic is, <laughs> is behind all of this, why are these changes happening the way they are? He should have been using influences to influence the teaching of magic to more darker things, not get rid of magic altogether. You're right. Because he uses magic. If he's trying to train the people that magic's bad, how does he expect to rule them with magic? Mm-hmm. It's not like they're not going to know that he does magic. That's the one thing that I had thought of earlier and forgotten about that bothered me. <laughs> well, Hitler was Jewish. <laughs> okay, but but it, but is this meant to be? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like like the, the small difference being Hitler wasn't going around promoting that fact. No, he wasn't. He wasn't right. power by saying I'm Jewish. Hire me for the job. Oh, the other answer is you know trying to Darth Vader it up by you know. Controlling yeah. his people and hurting them with magic and blah. Yeah. He shouldn't be trying to get the populace against magic. He should be trying to manipulate manipulate the magic and maybe have them be more afraid and revere people with magic. And he, if he's powerful enough as he's supposedly supposed to be, he can take out the wizards. He obviously drove out all those wizards. Mm-hmm. So then he would be the most powerful person there. I could understand. They should have been revering, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could understand trying to stand by the magic if maybe he wasn't that strong in magic. And therefore right. he didn't want other people stronger than him using magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe then I could be like, okay, I could see how he, he was strong. He was the expert wizard. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm if he wasn't strong. Right. If he wasn't, I would get that. Yeah, I, I would get, get it. it. And then he could but magic subtly and be reigning by subtlety. But his whole goal is to become the extraordinary wizard again. Yeah. And so you have this, this contradiction. You still have the wizard's tower. You still have the extraordinary wizard. Now, characters who live within a contradiction can be interesting, but you're right. We're never given enough time for this guy to actually be more than a two-dimensional villain. Right. And, but there's still this, this thing where if 
we stopped teaching magic and you know all that but but it's not like the people have tried to trap the wizards in their tower so they can't come out and affect us or something you know mm-hmm. they may not have as much respect for them but they're not trying to stone them and yet they're that's the type of uh, the, the type of animosity that's trying to be stirred up mm-hmm. but yeah, he and, wants and, to be and the Silas gets a glimpse of that when he returns to the castle of these mutterings about the wizards and stuff right. he is overhearing he didn't ever even made it to the castle he made it to the outside but <laughs> and he got trapped inside a no, he was, he, made, he, made, he made him to the castle. He was inside. He had to clean out his own. He had to go through the front gate to get to his, his apartment. And again, yeah, we're that's the, the area, but I don't think he actually made it to the castle. Uh, so the, the wizards, the warrens were under the castle. They weren't in the tower. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is, is basically, the wizard tower is the wizard tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in one, of the, in one part of the book where he's making his way back to his apartment, uh, he's disguised as just a worker. Yeah, and just a bum cleaning out his own apartment. But I don't think that was part of the, the wizard tower. No, it wasn't. No, but but, but uh, they're talking about... Uh, he, he, they made a comment in there um, how even the wizards got treated better than... The, the, uh, the lowly worker, because mm-hmm. a wizard could go from point A to point B across the uh, the hall and not bump into anybody, but the worker, people are shoving him and pushing him right. and stuff like that. And he did, he realized that uh, life is an ordinary wizard. It wasn't so bad as mm-hmm. he thought it was. Yeah. So anything else? Uh, David. I thought the book was a little bit long thinking that it was written for like a kid because if I was a kid that she intended this for I would have just frowned upon how many pages there were and probably not have read it 500 pages is a, is that's a commitment that's, that's a yeah, lot yeah but she's probably aiming at her her audience that people who had already read the Harry Potter books which some of which are longer so yeah yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. Yeah. junior high age yeah I think this is more of a junior high age anyway maybe 25th grade yeah maybe um, I'd have to say, even though you all liked it, I'd have to say that I didn't like the boat part at all. The boat? Mm-hmm. The boat the boat thing at all. It just seemed like it was kind of hurried into the book, in my opinion. I'm not saying that I wouldn't like it later if it was like fully explained in another book or something, mm-hmm. but having it added in this quickly in the book and it only lasted like a couple of chapters when this book is 49 chapters yeah. mm. seemed a little bit hurried to me I would, I would have settled just fine with the ring defeating mm-hmm. Dom Daniel yeah not with the help of the boat and, and the ring and uh-huh. the secret passage and everything which to me in my opinion should never have been found because when Dom Daniel raised up that storm and the water was at her doorstep, it would have filled that hole that they filled. That they well, filled it eventually did. did. That's how the, dr- yeah. the boat was able to fill out. But they wouldn't have been able to get into the tunnel at all to find the boat. Because if the water was at the doorstep already, that means that tunnel's already filled. But it also was a magical place that had been protected for a long time. So I could be okay with it being protected by magic to an extent and then it was overpowered. I, I don't have a problem with that. 
Well, I did because if he fell, if, if he fell down a hole and almost knocked himself out, that's a deep hole. Mm-hmm. But that thing would have filled up. Other people wouldn't have been able to go through that. Hardly. That kid was ten years old. But it was that kid good magic. Been knocked on his ass, and the girl, she was knocked out, almost knocked off her ass okay, too. I'm just saying. And they would have been crying. Your average ten-year-old would have been crying their head off, falling that far. You're telling me that Rebecca wouldn't be crying? Yes, she would. But not everybody. I know kids who don't. Falling down a hole. I mean, if someone fell off the roof here. Oh, I'd be crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it described the floor as sloping, so it wasn't a no, big drop. No, that hole was a drop because he couldn't climb out. The first time he fell in, yeah. But I just, I just did not like the boat, the boat That's scene funny. at all. That's funny. And they, they should have saved it for later. Um, I didn't really like what they did to the hunter, like how I already explained. And I'm hoping he comes back because I thought he was more of a, a threatening bad guy than actually Dom Daniel was. He was. Yeah, everybody wants to get rid of Umbridge, though. So. <laughs> That's true. Um. On the hunter was like Umbridge, and Tom Daniel was like Voldemort. Umbridge is scarier and horrible, and more worse, and more, more terrifying. And Voldemort was kind of stupid. That's what I'm saying. Umbridge um, is the better villain. I mean, uh, other than then, my little discrepancies about it, I, I enjoyed the book, and I'd, I'd read the second one. I probably would too. Oh yeah, I want to read the series now. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say the only other thing that I didn't mention. And it goes along with the whole, um, my complaint of things being sometimes too, sometimes too easy was Simon just escaping. So he like walking out mm-hmm. when he was kept hostage and then, oh, it got to. Especially when they set it up with his dad undercover. Yeah. And dad, yeah, but they were giving him a lot of freedom and he was starting to like, you know, he liked being mm. a little power. That's why I'm like, I could, I, I didn't have as much a problem with that because I feel like he's. He's even Alfie, a little turned on them a little bit. Like he's yeah. not quite like he's with them, but he's not he's with them. Compromised. Know? Even Alfie's yeah. like he's a little too plump for somebody who's just been in, yeah. Been well, trapped. Did, didn't it say in there uh, for a little while he wasn't even restrained? No, anymore? he had been stopped restraining him. The guy was coming you in know, having conversations with him. There was a little weird. bit of Stockholm syndrome going yeah. on. Yeah, a lot. I think. <laughs> So, anyway, that was just another point I had. I mean, I get the why that wouldn't be a problem for some people, but, you know. So, final thoughts? Well, uh, Justin, uh, is that all the name? Is that all the name? Well, he started it, so. Yeah. <laughs> he started it. He started it. <laughs> um, so, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Overall, I liked the book. I liked a lot of the concepts that they have in there. There's some good stuff we've built on. The author mm-hmm. has a good uh, imaginative and, uh, world, although it's not fully explained, but maybe by the end right. of the series we'll have I knew Septimus Heap was the kid as soon oh, as they yeah. mentioned right? that the kid was 10 years old standing guard in the army. I'm like, there he is right there. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I did like the red herring of the apprentice. You know, mm-hmm. that was a good red herring, even though yeah. I, I knew it wasn't him. <laughs> I kind of wish it was, actually. Well, but then he would have been very powerful and it would have been a whole lot. yeah. It would have been a totally different kind of story because you would have had to. He would have had ten years of 
the necromancer's influence that we've been trying to save Septim the Deep. Mm. And it would have been a totally different feel to the whole book. Yeah. I don't see a problem with that. It just, it, you know, the way it was. It wouldn't have come out the same way. It, it, yeah, it would have been really different. And we would have never necessarily been going to be able to completely trust him. Because he would have been but so purely evil. At the same time, mm-hmm. it would be an interesting... Yeah, but it's Septim the Deep. Yeah. True. That's the thing. Your book is named after him. He has to be better than that. Mm. is the only thing. If it wasn't named after him, and it was uh, magic. A, about yeah. the princess mm. and her experience with these wizards, and it was more about her... Yeah, like it was called the Queenling Books or something. Right, like then, then that would have been different. But, yeah. So I get where you're coming from, but there would have been... You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it wouldn't have been... Yeah. Uh, I think it was a decent book, um, yeah. especially for our first yeah. book, you know? Um, I wouldn't mind reading the second book at some point. Um, I'm just hoping her writing gets better. I mean, I, I enjoyed her writing, and, and, and the book read pretty well. It's just there was just discrepancies. In yeah. There. Which I, I and think I'm hoping she fills in later in the in, in, well, most in the, writers grow in the next book. Yeah, yeah, most writers get better, especially with the series. They start to fill in all mm-hmm. the little plot holes, maybe. Like, once it starts getting noticed, most authors are like, oh, okay, well, I can fix that. Kind of, yeah. or maybe add to it, you know, whatever. I could hear her now, like, who do these bastards? <laughs> 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 He's trying to put shit out, <laughs> right? Um, if I had read this when I was ten or eleven, I would have loved it. Mm-hmm. I would have just glanced over all the weaknesses and just you been devoured that thing. Devoured, yeah. But. I'm not going to pick up book two. I'm just not. Oh, I'm totally going to read the whole series, and I'll tell you about it. Do it, yeah. I keep me in series. I'm, I'm curious yeah. enough to know how it ends, but yeah. it's how not. Many, how many books have I given back that I didn't didn't care for? I'm keeping this one. That's a growing. <laughs> that, that is a good That's a good yeah, I've, given, I've given away, I've you, given away yeah. like almost yeah. all the books back to you guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care. After I paid for them, and I'm yeah. like, here you go, you can just have it. Yeah. I'm going to keep this one. Yeah. yeah, I definitely want to read the rest of the series. So They're available for free on Hoopla if you want to go down that route. I think, but I think all of our audiobooks, so. Yeah. yeah. Probably you know, just I, I'm going to buy my, my specialty bread, and I'm actually going to contribute to Society by helping a local business <laughs> instead of looking for a free book. No, Hoopla works with the um, public library system. Yeah, whatever, man. Help them. Help, a, help a, a poor book company called Cameron Books. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Support your local uh, uh, book Cameron store. Books, Hemet, California. Brought to you by Dave, right? <laughs> Why am I flashing on the end of the producers? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll be our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> That's for you, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Ron. Dad, final thoughts? Final thoughts? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will read more of the books. If Clive Barker said it was marvelous, then I believe him because I've met him before and he was a cool guy. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right, what are we reading next? All right, you turn. Somebody should shake up the TARDIS first, though. Yeah, shake it up. I don't want to end up being another Terry Pratchett book or something. I don't think we have any more Terry Pratchett. I can add one. Next time, I'll just replace them all with this world book. Casino Royale by Ian Fleming. Ooh. Is that your book again? Yeah, that was my name. Oh, the (laughs) end (laughs) news. 
I was hoping one of mine would be pulled out, but that's okay. Can you see where I'll be implementing? That is the first James Bond book, is that yes. correct? Yes, it is. All right. Uh, no, that was the one that started it all. That's right. Yeah. 1953? Yeah. Yeah. That's before my time. 50s, yeah. Early 50s. Yeah. Written before any of us were born, so. All right. All right. Thank yeah. you, and uh, hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of The Bookies. Next month, we'll be reading uh, Casino Royale by Ian Fleming. Bye. Get it at Cameron Books in Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, people of the interwebs. Uh, hope you enjoyed that that rev- that look at um, Magic by Angie uh, Sage. Uh, again, really fun book. Really enjoyed this one. Um, hope you liked the episode. Please think about uh, checking out our uh, Patreon as well as uh, Facebook.com slash Bookies Podcast. Um, you can you can always check out the podcast there, um, as well as some other fun book related stuff. Uh, thank you. Um, next episode we are uh, talking about Casino Royale by James Bond, or not by James, Casino Royale by Ian Fleming, the first James Bond novel, um, a masterpiece of suspense thriller um really good book uh if you're a james bond fan um i definitely recommend reading the first five novels uh before the movies came out because after the movies the the novels started to reflect what the movies were but the the first like five bond novels are completely different and and very interesting um i've only actually read the first ones like i've heard about the first five um but thank you hope you enjoyed this episode please like subscribe share the the podcast um and uh, you know think about putting a dollar in the hat with uh, our uh, patreon.com slash destiny comics as always you can go to destinycomics.com uh buy a bookmark buy our books you know th- that'll uh you know, uh, song and dance, but thank you. And, uh, hope you enjoyed this, this episode and have a great day.